Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to Ringing the Blues. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the game against Nottingham Forest at the City Ground, plus we cast a statistical eye over the first 11 games with Oily Sailor, aka Duncan Alexander, of Opta. But first, it's time for the results and some vital Spanish vocabulary with Uri in Mexico City. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri and here are the results for the Championship League. Reading, nil, Stoke City 3, Birmingham City 1, Bournemouth 3, Blackburn Rovers 3, Queen's Park Rangers 1, Brentford nil, Middlesbrough nil, Derby County nil, Barnsley 2, Huddersfield Town 1, Luton Town 1. Norwich City 1, Swansea City 0, Nottingham Forest 2, Wigan Wanderers 0, Rotterdam United 2, Preston North End 1, Sheffield Wednesday 0, Millwall 0, Watford 3, Coventry City 2. And as for Cherboy Spanish this week, well, have you ever heard of the FA Cup? Well, I'll teach you some things. Magic, magia, cup. Copa, the magic of the FA Cup, la magia de la FA Cup. You know, the magic of the FA Cup is that a modest team like Marin can beat Colchester. So, Colchester won, Marin won, and Marin win 5-3 on penalties. So back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpool on the Ringing the Blues Studios. It was the first time Wickham had played Forest in the league and they headed to the city ground looking for a third consecutive win in the championship. Here's what happened. You're talking about uh, your former European Cup winners on, on, on Saturday, but in actual fact, that's all history now, and it's, it's Wickham Wanderers going toe-to-toe, and uh, a Wickham Wanderers side with plenty of belief at the moment. Knockout has it, narrow angle, back to Christie, corner of the penalty area on the right-hand side, stands across into the six-yard box, and it's in, and Noel Taylor goes in at the back post and nods into the empty net because Allsop was looking to get across to it, he couldn't get there, and Taylor has a simple task of nodding home from two yards from a delicious cross from Christie. Knockhart continues his run, but Josh Knight gets enough on it, but Taylor picks up the loose ball and running towards the edge of the box. Still going, Taylor! And scores! Great goal from Lyle Taylor. The counter-attack, deadly from Nottingham Forest. And Taylor, with his second of the afternoon, makes it Forest 2, Wickham 0. Dobbo, the little run comes to an end, but um, it was a decent game today. Yeah, I thought we were, we were very positive in our play today. I, I thought, actually, ironically, it's probably the best that we've, we've handled the ball. 
in position in the last uh, three or four games. Um, some of our interplay was good, bright. Um, we managed to get people in 1v1 positions, crosses into the box and created chances. And I think, uh, I'm not sure what the stats are, but I would say it's probably fairly even overall in terms of the, the, the chances created with the two sides. The difference was Lyle Taylor's um, clinical finishing. Akifema came on on 58 minutes and, and changed Wickham's approach. Uh, was it one of those where it's frustrating that he perhaps couldn't start the game? Yeah, we we got to be careful with Bayo, you know, we can't flog him and um, after doing 90 the other night, I promised him he'd, he'd get a rest this weekend. So, you know, um, uh, we needed him maybe slightly earlier than um, than I thought we might today, but he's important to us, you know, not just um, in terms of his, his physical abilities, but he drives the team on and I thought he did that superbly well at Birmingham the other night. Um, it certainly helped us cross the line. So even when he's flagging in games, he brings something else to the, the, the side and, and gets another 10% out of the people around him. So to get him on the pitch as early as we could to try and help and bring us a bit of impetus for the, um, to find that goal was important to us. First start for Anis Mometi today as well. Uh, how do you think he did today? Really pleased with him. Yeah, I thought it was a really mature performance for someone so young. Um, he, he's got wonderful ability, lovely spatial awareness. He can pick a pass. And, um, uh, you know, I just love his calmness that, that he plays the game with. He makes the game look easier. You know, Rolls-Royce of, of, of a player and I think he's going to become a, a really good player in time. And Gareth McCleary, first uh, start, well, first appearance of Wickham, sorry, uh, again an impressive uh, cameo off the bench. Yeah, hugely positive. We're, we, we like him a lot. Uh, we think he's going to be a really good player for our club and he, he brings that sort of dyna dynamicism, if I can say the word properly, uh, to, our, to our play. Um, you know, I, I thought he worked ever so well down the right-hand side to get crosses in in the second half and it's unfortunate that I think one just missed the far post from Bayo and a couple of others that, you know, keeper's got his hands on. Um, but I, I like his positivity, I, I like his drive and he brings a little bit of pace there. A couple of weeks now with the international break, uh, the games have been coming thick and fast, there'll be a chance to recharge the batteries? Yes, yeah, um, review where we've been the last few games, um, you know, sometimes when you're performing well you don't want the break to come, but um, it's probably a chance for, for us to review what we've done well over the last few games, how we've bridged that gap over um, the last month or two and um, to try and build on a little bit of momentum that we've gathered, certainly in terms of performances, if not result today. And injured players gives them a bit more time, I suppose, to get back in that in that game squad. Yes, yeah, we, we've got a, a, a B team game this week, so it, it gives them a chance to play games and um, to assess where they are. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, obviously the games have come thick and fast. Too, too many games in too short a space of time, and you know we're going to go into another period like that coming into Christmas. So um, these rest periods are, are really important to, to make sure that we avoid injuries and, and, and get everybody recovered, ready to go again for the next nine games. Any updates on Uchik Piazu and, and Dominic Gate? So Uchi unfortunately picks up a bit of an injury in training this week. Um, you know, he was due to start today and that's changed our thinking, which was a real shame. Um, so we're just assessing him and, and seeing how long that one's going to take. Uh, Dominic Gates back in training now, so it's good to have him out back on the pitches and um, hopefully he'll be close or, or certainly in contention for the, the next game. So potentially a full squad uh, when Brentford come to town? Yeah, yeah, and, and probably the strongest squad this club's ever had, actually, when you look at the talent uh, that we've brought in now and, and the players that now can't even make the bench, I think it says a great deal about the progress that's being made at this football club. And We, you know, we know we're in a, a scrap at the bottom of the league, but um, I, I, th I think there's positive times ahead uh, and we'll certainly be far better as a club for this, um, this experience.
So Forest backed up their late win against Coventry City by beating our beloved chair boys. Here's what their fans had to say. Frank Clark's Tash. I almost forgot that we were allowed to score more than one goal in a game. Wickham are going to be the division's whipping boys. Derby aside, but at least we dodged this particular banana skin. Dane B. Credit where it's due. That was a much better team performance today. I know it's only Wickham, but uh, we were much improved. Well done, Forrest. Pope John 23rd. Wickham are the worst team in the division on paper, but they are plucky and will take points off a lot of sides. It was important for us to give a good performance and to keep a clean sheet. Jamie Griffiths. I was impressed with Coventry and Wickham, who both battled well. But it's great for us to get uh, some momentum and confidence with back-to-back -back wins going into the international break. I trust Sabri. I'm happy that we won in convincing fashion, but we played Wickham. Now, I know they were on a slight run, beating both Wednesday and the Brummies, but come on, those two opponents are kind of rubbish. Keep it up, Forrest, and then I will start believing. James Morris. We got the job done. Wickham looked a decent side, especially with Hack and Fenwer up top. Best of luck to them. Waters. How come a bloke weighing 24 stone that can't jump was winning every header? Captain Sinister. With the introduction of Akin Fenwa and McCleary, Wickham did mount a series of attacks. Akin Fenwa is a big lumbering beast with his best days behind him. But he showed a lot of class, and with McCleary providing some excellent crosses, he bought a couple of decent saves out of Samba. MXJ. I love Bayo Akin Fenwa a lot. All smiles and positivity after the game. It must be fantastic to have him in the squad. Adam Onoi. I tell you what, I would have had McCleary back on a free on that performance. Right, 11 games into Wickham's first championship season and what have we noticed in the stats and the patterns? Uh, we've all seen the results, but the man who can tell us where the devil in the detail is, is our very own uh, Oily Sailor, aka Duncan Alexander. Good afternoon, mate. How are you? Hi, Phil. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Very well indeed. Very well. Right, the games then. Wickham, I think we could all agree, started slowly in the championship, but have been sort of 
put it, putting it together recently, not just in terms of results, but the performances have been coming as well. What have you noticed uh, around Wickham's upturning results, that, that three-game run? Is there anything from the stats? Yeah, I mean, I think the the first few weeks of the season were obviously a, a bit of a learning curve and a, and a difficult step up. And you look at the... Um, the first game was strange because obviously... You know, lost to Rotherham, but it should have won. I mean, that's Wickham's biggest kind of domination of a game this season in terms of expected goals and and the same at the other end. So that you know that really is three points lost. But then the obviously the Blackburn and Swansea games, the the numbers look pretty pretty bad for that. I mean, Wickham conceded over three expected goals in each game. And for anyone that's not 100% more expected goals, is it's just a rating of, of chance quality. So a really good chance would be almost up at one goal. Like a penalty is like 78% chance. So if you're giving up chances worth um, 3.5 and 3.4, like they did against Blackburn and Swansea, you're going to get beaten. And, and lo and behold, they did. Um, even the Luton and Millwall games, it was still over two. But since then, the defence has been has been really good. It's you know less than less than one against Reading, uh, less than one against Watford, less than one against Sheffield Wednesday, and around one against Birmingham, um, and then around two, just under two for Norwich away and, and Forest away, which you know isn't perfect, but is kind of what you would imagine going away to to clubs with their resources. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, going forward is 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 still a difficult well work in progress I guess but the the key thing for me is that you know defenses keep you up really and there is really positive signs uh, in that area where's the the improvement come from is it just that the the players have kind of got used to the pace and and the rigors of championship football yeah possibly I mean we've seen it before we saw it with Luton last season you know they started really badly and, and slowly got to grips with it um you know it is a very I would argue that the the gap between League One and the Championship is possibly the biggest gap in the in the four divisions because um, you know really you're going up a lot of teams like you know Rotherham or, or Wickham who come up you know they don't have massive resources um, and they're being pitched against clubs who a lot of them have as many resources as, as Premier League teams so yeah I mean it, it has been a case I think obviously the partnership between uh, Stuart and um, and Josh Knight has been has really developed. Um, you know they're both capable of creating chances going forwards as well, which I think is quite key. Um, and they just look calmer. I mean, I don't. People watch the the recent games, you know, and there's less panic. You know, the, I think the first few games, every time the defence got it, they were kind of trying to get rid of it pretty quickly. But you know, I, I would. You can see that in things like the the pass completion rates are, are slowly, steadily going up. You know, Wickham had 61% against Forest. Um, you know, compare that to, to 37% against Rotherham, which is possibly the lowest I've ever seen for anyone, I think. Wow. So in terms of scoring goals and getting points, um, everyone would have noticed that the seven points that Wickham have gained so far this season have all come from games that Adebayowak in Fenwa has started. I mean, this isn't new for Wickham. This happened in League Two and it's happened in League One. And it's looking like it's going to happen in the Championship as well. But what have you noticed about the big man? Well, you can actually split his the season into time when he's on the pitch and when he's not. He's been on the pitch about 361 minutes and off it for for 712. Um, Wickham has scored two goals in the 712 minutes that, that he hasn't been on the pitch compared to four when he has. You know, and it, it, uh, Goals per 90 when he plays is, is one a game and, and 0.7 conceded. You know, that'll get you mid-table. Um, when he's not there, it's 0.3 scored and, and two conceded. That is, yeah, relegation battle. So, yeah, it seems almost outlandish that 
a 38-year-old man playing his first season in the in the championship could could be so pivotal. But I mean, every Wickham fan knows how amazing he's been for for the last few years. And you know, all the questions about could he step up and do it in League One, and and now could he do it in the championship? Well, here's your answer. You know, it's been incredible. So um, yeah, that's really positive. The only, I guess, the only negative is that he is, you know, is 38, and the rigors of a championship season could uh, could take their toll. But you know. I'm, I'm sure Bayo will knows how to, you know, stay fit. And Uchi Igpiezu was brought in, I think, to give another option in terms of big target man who could hold the ball up. He's not really hitting the ground running at all. He keeps picking up injuries. Um, that's good, really going to hamper Wickham. It hampered them yesterday because he was due to start. He couldn't because of his injury. And then mm. Akinfenwa was only limited to a, a second half performance. I think the stats would back this up as well. Had Akinfenwa started against Nottingham Forest, it may well have been a different result. Yeah, I think so. I think they'd have got a draw probably. But I mean, even if you look at the the numbers from the game yesterday, you know, Wickham had more shots on target than Forest. So it wasn't like you know Forest just strolled around and, and comfortably won. It, yeah, it wasn't a kind of po- as positive a result as as recently. But I think the signs that the signs of improvement that have been there were, were still evident. I think, and you're right. I think that is a concern um, that Ikpezu is not you know hit the ground running, but. You know, the, the season is young and it is long. Um, there's some weird trends, actually, if you look at it generally. Um, you know, Wickham's expected goals total is about 10.6 across all their games this season. You know, that the, the average this season in the Championship is 13.5, so they're not far below average. There, there's three teams below us, actually. There's Derby, who really are rock bottom, 7.6. That is really bad, particularly for a club with their resources and etc. Um, then Sheffield Wednesday, uh, and then Reading. So Reading have actually, on expected goals, can create fewer good opportunities than, than Wickham this season, yet, um, well, you know, have been top, still are top, but it, you know, it did seem like it wasn't very sustainable, I and mean, we might now be seeing that, that come to fruition as they, they start to lose some games. They always say 10 games into a season is when the table really starts to make sense, but you know, here we are 11 games in, Reading perhaps being found out a little bit. Uh, is Wickham's a, a false position? I mean... Richard Dobson said Forrest was definitely a false position for a club of their stature and players on their on their roster. Is Wickham's can they say it's been a bit unlucky? I know they've had a few refereeing decisions go against them, but is it a false position? Yeah, well, I think I think most people would have taken third from bottom after eleven games, one point from safety. You know, that's given, especially given how we started. You know, I think that's. I think what because we've been looking to go up last season. Um, and then obviously t- three seasons ago from from League Two, I think people kind of forget sometimes that if you're trying to stay up, you don't actually need to win that many games. So you can lose a couple um, and it doesn't really throw you off the pace like it would if you were chasing the playoff places or, or promotion. So, you know, there is a slight gap now between Coventry and Forest, four points, but you look above them and, you know, Rotherham... You know, Barnsley, Birmingham, Cardiff, that that none of them are kind of pulling up trees, really. I, I don't think, you know, the idea that Wickham were going to just be left, you know, bereft, uh, adrift at the bottom of the table um, isn't going to play out. I mean, obviously, the big surprise is Derby struggling so much, and that could change imminently, both, you know, on and off the pitch. But there's, you know, I don't think Wickham are, are feeling outclassed anymore. And yet, I'm pretty certain it will be a, a relegation battle that, that goes toward right to the end of the season but I'm pretty confident we've got what it takes to to stay up you know if Luton can do it then then so can we 
Uh, is there anything else, sort of stats-wise, that you've noticed that uh, is of note for Wickham fans who are, you know, looking for hope going uh, out of the back of this second international break? If you look at the chances created for Wickham this season, um, Joe Jacobson, obviously, 17 from set pieces. Uh, I don't think that's a shot to anyone. Um, one from Jack Grimmer, and that's it, I think, from set set plays. But if you look at chances created from open play, it's a lot more. Um, spread around, you know, you've got nine from Daryl Horgan, five from Bay already, five from Scott Kashka, five from Josh Knight, five from Jack Grimmer, five from uh, Joe Jacobson, and then four from David Wheeler and four from Curtis Thompson, and then quite a lot of other players chipping in with um, twos and ones. So, you know, that's pretty positive as well. We're not, you know, even big Premier League teams, some of them rely very heavily on, on you know, one or two players to create their chances, and if, you know, if they go missing or get injured, then that has a big effect. But I think what we've seen this season is, yes, we, we kind of do need Bayo up there to allow the others to play, but if that is the case, we've got a myriad of players who can can do that, you know. Um, the, the signings at Horgan and, and uh, you know, it, it really has made a big impact, I think. You know, it, we're not kind of just reliant on... Um, one one or two players to create chances and that's that's really important going forward do you think some of our opponents i mean i get asked this on on a lot of other clubs podcasts in the championship um that they expect wickham to sort of roll over and have their tummies tickled and also uh just long balls into the box and set piece goals um there is more to wickham than this isn't there yeah we saw it in the playoffs i think you know that first half display away at, at fleetwood um was some of the best kind of high-pressing, um, effective, kind of modern Klopp-like football, if you like, I've seen ever from a Wickham team. And, and you see it in flashes this season. In fact, um, if you look at something called high turnovers, which is basically winning the ball from, from the opposition um, in their attack in their defensive third, essentially, um, which is something that like Liverpool, Leeds, under Bielsa, Man City kind of specialise in. Wickham are a third in the Championship so far for that. Barnsley and Blackburn are above us. Um, and that's really impressive. And the only thing is we haven't really converted that into goals so far. So that's obviously something that I'm sure the coaching staff will be will be looking to do. And, you know, we've got the ability to press teams incredibly fit, can win the ball back. And then it's kind of taking advantage of that and uh, and turn it into goals and results. But again, these are all kind of underlying numbers that, that don't point to a team that is kind of just desperately trying to hang on to their status, but have got a really kind of well-defined game plan that that, um, you know, hopefully will result in, in what we all want. We can't get you on and not talk about the you know, tradition, progress. Sometimes eclipses tradition. Uh, this weekend has been <laughs> the FA Cup first round uh, weekend, which is normally a time where you kind of get your quill and uh, pot of ink mm. out and compose a delightful FA Cup first round poem. But no poem this year because Wickham aren't in it till the third round, which is a fantastic bit of progress. But what happens to the poem? That's fine. Don't worry about the poem. It just gets shunted to the third round. Um, I think one or two of the seasons I did do an additional one for big third round ties. So, you know, there was always a, a third round option. But um, when we draw Peter Bryan in the third round, um, I'm sure I'll try and find some inspiration around that. So. There's, there's not much out there, really, is there? To, to, nah, I can't think of, of much, no. <laughs> uh, what's, what's, what's the animal on our badge again? Oh, yeah, that's right. Right, that's your lot for this week. Enjoy the international break. I'm off to look at pictures of speedboats on the internet and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Come on, you blues. <laughs>